Uh, we're just going to continue the fun here um, and transformation because because I got an amazing brother in the Lord who um, I love deeply, who's going to bring you some truth that's going to that's going to help you and transform you because the Holy Spirit's going to be on it because He's the one that does the transforming. So uh, would you welcome and honor Todd Lout, Pastor and Elder. was my son who said that back there. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, I've got gum in my mouth. Um, oh, well. Uh, hey, so uh, bless you all. If uh, <laughs> If you've been around here when I get a chance to talk, I like to, I like to, I like to bring up treats to, for you also and not just hear you talk me. Let, how, what, well, have you hear me talk the whole time? Um, but I like to bring up little treats that I find here and there. Um, and I'm going to do that right now. I, I, it was fun. I got to teach this, uh, class that we were just talking about the past month. And a worship segment. And, uh, <laughs> wow, you guys are so honoring. It's embarrassing. Um, and, uh, it's, it's been a fun class. It was really neat. Uh, during that time, we, we did a little bit of stuff about songwriting and writing out your thoughts and your heart and the, the theme song of your life, you know? And, um, I've got, huh? What's that? I heard a sound. Huh? Um, I've got, so I've got this, I, I love, I love really creative speech and writing. You know, I like articulation and I like to, I like spoken word. Have you, you know, spoken word, what I'm talking about? I like, I watch videos on YouTube of people doing spoken word, but I can't do it. Uh, I sound way too white when I try it, but, uh, but I like to, like, I like to hear, you know, my brother over here, Clayton, when he just simply tells us about the building because Clayton is so articulate and just, you know what I mean? I, I, he sits down. I'm like, wow. We, I just feel like I just went to a conference because he just tells us about the building and such. Anyway, um, so I, I'm trying to build up that I admire this kind of stuff, you know? Um, so somebody in our class gets up and goes, well, I got something I wrote. Can I share it? And I'm like, yeah. And she shared this thing. And, um, and, and the next week I was like, can you do that again, please? And then revealed to me that there was more stuff she's written, but, um, I was like, you got to share that on a Saturday night, please, please. Not only should you share that on a Saturday night, but we need someone to video you with a cool background so we can make this viral. Um, and we're going to do this, but, uh, you got to hear this is, this is straight out of You know what? In one half a second, what do you call that? Hey second or hair whatever. Uh when I said that, I I, I kind of heard somebody saying that and I knew somebody was gonna say that. Uh straight out of Compton. No. Um uh, <laughs> This is straight out of of somebody's heart with the Lord and and they and they just wrote down, you know, their thoughts with the Lord. No further ado. Favor where favor. Would you come up here? I love this so much. Uh yeah. I'm straight out of South Central, so you were close. <laughs> um, 
this piece is called Super Ode to Pops. I want to say something before I start it. Um, the love of the father is just so thick here. And I know that the pops that I know, that's my, my affectionate name for God. The pops that I know, you guys know him. And that just warms my heart. So without further ado, super ode to pops. Ode to the one that stayed up with me past one as I wondered what a day in heaven looks like so I could remember to request a movie night on your celestial calendar. And you laugh and shake your head even though I'm serious. You cradle me as I make exorbitant requests and answer with an "Mm mm-hmm. And somehow I know that you'll exceed my expectations of your remote that can play any story from your perspective. The myriad of journeys we could have taken, always leading back to one destination, you and the cushiest theater seats the angels have never even known. You let me imagine and imagine and no orange Skittles in the kingdom. Imagine until I'm whisked off into peaceful rest. From these times, I've learned to trust the sweetness of your voice. So when my tears flood the pillow and sobs rip through my chest, when you stay up with me past one as I wonder what's so wrong with me. I hear your soft but strong tear-filled voice breaking yet insistent as all of your heart absorbs my pain whisper. You are beautiful. You are cherished. You are desired. Nothing will ever change that. Cradled in your arms, you whisper these truths over and over. And after some time, as my sobbing subsides, you with a conspiring smirk whisper, You is kind, you is smart, (laughs) and a bigger piece of my heart is willingly yielded to you because you're hilarious and I can't make any of this stuff up. (laughs) You've won me, you have me, you rewrote my me story with you in it and I can't see my life any other way. For who else puts the ball in my hand and picks me up to reach the basket to slam dunk with words of encouragement and tells me what an awesome basketball player I am? (laughs) Who else slides into my Pinterest, takes copious peaks at my wish list, and does everything to fulfill it better than I ever could just because? I don't have the answers. No air of piety this Christian society adopts to attempt to explain your extravagant goodness. We both know I'm not that clever. My secret is you. My ability to fall down and hmm, and get up smelling like roses is you. These so-called good life decisions are my stumbling, wobbly, and uneasy attempt to walk to you. You smile and you hold up your hands out to me as I reach for you. Step, wobble, step, slip, and oops, that's okay, come on. And through tears and watery smiles, I reach for you, Pops. Thank you. Isn't that cool? I can't. There's no way I... I should have, yeah, I should have done that last, because, oh, man, thank you so much, Favor. Her name's Favor, and she's sitting next to her friend Wisdom over there. And what Favor said is true. I felt thick love of God in this place tonight, too. Did you feel, I mean, yeah, come on, Deborah, I, some, more, like something more. Um, and in that, I, uh, I started getting a couple things for other people I didn't plan on getting. Um, so I just, I have to bring it out, uh, right now. Um, whew, yeah. Um, so Michelle Moldovan, Michelle, when you walked in the building is when I first, I, I saw you and instantly got something for you. And, um. And it was this. Uh, I, I I saw this so clearly. There's a there's a point of peace, and um, and a peace of mind and a hope that you've been frustrated about 
because you want it. You want to live in that place on a deeper level than you have already. You've experienced hope and you've experienced peace, of course, you know, because you are a believer and you love Jesus a whole lot. But there's something in you, a frustration that's not satisfied. And you are, uh, but, but for a long time you've been saying, where is this? How can I get there? How can I get there? And I just saw the Lord, um, I saw God just take your hand and said, all you have to do is step over here with me. And when I heard that part, then I saw that whole thing in that, that, uh, second or third, um, Indiana Jones movie, you know, when, when, uh, when that dude was supposed to step out on a bridge that wasn't there, you know, um, and then he stepped out on it finally. And then you see the camera turns and the bridge looks just like the rocks. Uh, that's what I saw for you somewhere, somehow you're, you're going to step out and, and, and start experiencing this deeper hope and peace that you have been wanting, but it's, it's with his hand and he sees you. Yeah. Really? He is good. He's so good. Okay, one dude is gone. Um, uh, but you, with the teeth, I, I can only see teeth. Um, yeah, uh, I wrote down the tall dude. Um, black jacket right there, you know. Uh, what's your name? What? Ooh, say that again. And, ooh, cool. Okay. Portuguese. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right. Tall guy. Cause I'm going to mess up your name if I try to say it. It's, it's way more eloquent than my speech is. Um, yeah, here's what I saw with you, dude. Uh, that I saw such a clear picture of you. In this chamber with the Lord, it was your secret place. You know, it was this secret chamber. It's dark in there, but not like an icky dark. It, but it was like an enclosed, you know, like like a place where nobody else is messing with you type of dark, you know. But I saw you in this place dancing in circles, and it almost sounds like a feminine thing. The way I'm going to describe this, but hang on. Um, uh, um, but it, you were, you were dancing around, you were, you were just going in circles, you know, and in this, in this cool chamber, I kept seeing these lights coming down on you, you know, like almost like Christmas lights, but some bigger, some smaller, you know, just really neat lights coming down all over you, man, like glitter coming down on you. And, um, and you just kept dancing before the Lord. It's kind of a wild dance too, man. And, um, and as you were doing this, all of a sudden, you, uh, or not all of a sudden, just the whole time, you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I was reminded of the Hulk, but you weren't like, you know, messed up like the Hulk. Um, <laughs> but you were just becoming this bigger man, this stronger man in that secret place, dancing before the Lord. Uh, let's see, was there more to that? Oh, yeah. And then, um, and, and as you were becoming stronger, you were busting out, you know? And, um, and then you were going outside of that place and busting out of stuff or busting other people out. Um, but you kept that secret chamber intact, you know. And then maybe the oddest part of this word is um, then I heard the Lord uh, saying that he um, that you that you, you, this secret place of your this chamber, you just all all you have to do there is meet him there. And he was going to reconstruct it and expand it and um and add to it and do like redecorate it or whatever as time goes by but you don't have to be in on that you just come there and dance with him and he loves that you are there with him you know so <laughs> and I, I i would say that that's kind of for all of us right there you know i mean well i would say it because it is you know, I just, I so specifically saw it with that guy over there, but, uh, but oh my gosh, that's for all of us. It really is. 
Um, and then two more things before I actually even talk about what I was going to talk about. It's going to be kind of short tonight, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> when we were uh, worshiping tonight, um, man, thank you, Brent and Carla, for taking us so deep. Uh, and by the way, where's is Carla? Hey, um, we we're singing that song you wrote that that I recorded. <laughs> uh, embrace me, you know. Taste me. I can't. How, what are the words? Embrace me. Yeah. Um, uh, overtake me. Overtake me. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So I've heard that song a lot. Is that is there music playing? Is that a phone? Oh, oh, okay. I, th- I thought, wow, you know, the glory's coming. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, as you were singing that song, that's familiar to me, you know. Sometimes familiarity, you know, you just, you're like, cool, all right, here we go. Man, I just, it, it went so yummy deep for me. I was standing back there. I was up here for a while. I wanted to go back there and just see everything, you know. And, um, and oh my gosh, I just couldn't control myself crying and crying during that and the lord loves when you're worshiping so much carla uh you take us you take us into a neat unique place when you do it when you lead us um anyway so during worship tonight uh i looked over and um in a moment i saw i caught a smile there with uh mr smiley joe smiley back there uh, except he was sitting over here, or he was standing there, and I looked over, and he saw him, and he saw me, and we're like, sup, <laughs> you know? But right then, Joe, when I saw you, um, and this this is for all of us, uh, I was reminded of when we went to Africa together, and um, and instantly, I just saw the people there, Joe and I witnessed some crazy dancing and worship, I, in fact, not witnessed only. I wish I had a video up, but I, I have a video of Joe dancing a lot with lots of energy. <laughs> and uh, they were kind of doing almost like an electric slide thing. I mean, it, well, I mean, like they formed, you know, a lo- two lines and um, one kid would just jump out and start worshiping Jesus and go down the line, you know, and um and then somebody else would come out and start doing the same thing. It was awesome. But every worship service, everyone's dancing, you know. And Joe and I both went to, to different churches on, on a Sunday and, and spoke at these churches. But the church that I went to, and I'm sure the one you did, just dancing before the Lord during worship. And it hit me so hard um, that over there, nobody has taught them, well, you got to you know, you got to behave in church. You know, you you got to conduct yourself in a certain way. Church lady, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you got to, it, it's, you're in white church now. And you're, in, <laughs> you're in America. And we have rules here in America where, you know, you just better not move too much or else you're a weirdo, you know. And, um. And I was, <laughs> what are you ladies doing? Uh, and I saw how God absolutely loves the freedom. You know, the freedom where nobody told us, oh, you're supposed to do it this way or this way or this way. Just let loose, man. You know, just let loose and worship Jesus. <laughs> That's how I, I, I did. I, I, and, and all this stuff was coming to me like, no wonder they see miracles faster than we do. You know, no wonder there's such a passion over there because, um, nobody's taught them this ridiculous stuff. <laughs> and I know I'm kind of preaching to the choir as far as church goes. You know, we're like, we have a lot of freedom here. So we, you know, but I mean, just, just, I want to go out to all of America right now, you know, after what I saw tonight and go, hey, let loose. God saved you, you know? Um, I mean, God, God set us free. He, we were a mess. We were in a mess. 
And he came and set us free. Which leads me to the other thing I wanted to mention before I even talk to you about my subject line. Um, uh, and I kind of went here with a wildfire the other night at the youth group. And, um, and I really felt it tonight. It, like it came on me tonight to pray against dullness. <laughs> Let me just say this. God is reminding me to wake up. He's telling me to wake up and, and not be afraid and just worship him. Um, it's I, I, over time, you know, patterns come and we, we get busy and then we get stuck and, and things start to shift and change a little bit and to where you just kind of do the same little routine all the time and you become dull, you know? And, um, it was not this Sunday morning, but the last, um, that, uh, that I, I, I turned on Bethel. I realized, Hey, I'm in the same worship service that my daughter was in. Cause she's at Bethel, you know? And, um, and, uh, there she was. In fact, Patrick Lazari, Patrick and Sarah were there too. I'm like, wait, weren't you just at church last night? You guys got up and drove all the way up to, and, um, uh, but I turned that on and I just danced like I haven't danced in a long time. Kind of like my bro over here, whose name I can't pronounce. And, um, huh? Renato? How not? You got a cool name, man. Really nice smile, too. Uh, just danced and danced and something broke off of me while I was doing that in the living room, you know? And, uh, and, you know, I've, I've experienced this before, but like I said, dullness came and I was like, oh, get off me, dullness, get off me. You know, which is why we went there at wildfire the next, the very next night. And, um, so, uh, so tonight I was hearing that again, like there's dullness, there's dullness that settles in. It's not your fault and it's not, um, and if you're really feeling it, don't feel guilty. It just happens. It just happens because of routine. It happens because of other people's words, other people, you know, uh, other things happen and over time. But tonight, I just want to come against that. So I'm going to pray that. Um, and it's going to take some action on your part as well. But uh, so, yeah, Holy Spirit, we don't want to be dull. We don't want dullness. We... <laughs> God, we pay to go see movies with great special effects where dinosaurs are ripping people up. And yet, and yet we get dull about you parting the Red Sea and stuff like that. God, we come against dullness in our life and we say to dullness, the Lord rebuke you off me. I thank you, God, in this place tonight that the zeal and fire of God comes on us. And sometimes, God, it takes us, well, almost always, to just make some kind of an action. And I'm asking you, God, uh, help us. Help us to just break loose and don't be sticks in the mud. Um, but just to just do something, God, that where we feel you again and that we're excited about your part in our life again, which is our life, God, um, and that you breathe into us, God. Here's my lungs. Go ahead. Breathe in it. <laughs> you're God. You're big. You're totally other than. You're amazing. You created everything. You really did. God, even jumping out of a plane, all this stuff come from stuff what you did, you made. Exciting things, God. You are not a dull God. I just need to say that in this atmosphere. You're not dull. There's nothing dull about you. Never was, never will be. It's us who become dull. And God, we just don't want to be dull. <laughs> Wake us up. Thank you, God. And if there's little things this coming week, God, for all of us that you would show us to just go ahead and do that's beyond our little comfort zones, show us and, and we'll step out of the comfort zone. Thank you, God. <laughs> Revive us. We're going to stay here for just a second here. 
They that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. We're going to wait for a second. Thank you, God. Dullness? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, I'm hearing this too. This is all unplanned for sure, but um, I'm hearing that there's some in here, and I'm just going to add myself to that because I've slipped into this even even minutely from time to time. That are are mad at God because some stuff hasn't been answered according to your thought process, anyway. And uh, and you're mad at him and offended. And this is such a beautiful moment where he's saying, Hey, kiddo, come here. Come here. I just let me love on you. He understands. He knows the human condition. <laughs> he's not shocked. He's not at all shocked by our doubt and our fear and our anger. But here he is. He's ready to take it on. He always has been. And he can totally handle it. We just give these things to you, God. And even though we believe this in this church and we declare we believe this stuff, there's some in here that have been afraid that you're just going to go to hell because of some of the things you've thought and done lately. But you're not. You love him. He knows your glance. Even when you're in a weird moment, he loves your glance. It's not his big desire that we're just a bunch of weaklings, but in our weakness, he is strong, and he loves us to lean on him. If we were all perfect, this whole thing would be over. We'd be with him. (laughs) So thank you, God. Thank you for for just once again aligning correct thought process about you. God, you're such a good God. And you love us everywhere we're at. Thank you, God. Somebody was uh, talking to me earlier in the day about just an awful thing they're struggling with and um they don't they don't get it and they were and, and they were saying that you know like i get these real you know little false thoughts that i'm going to just go to hell you know i love him i'm like do you love jesus yeah okay <laughs> i'm like okay do you let's let's take it somewhere else you know what if somebody's got a food addiction that's hurting them you know like like i have had <laughs> and oh uh, and they're trying real hard, and they have a moment where they're like, dang it, I'm driving to the donut shop right now at midnight. This is my own testimony. And um, <laughs> and so chowing down on some donuts, you know, knowing that, ah, oh, this is hurting me, and I, I, I made a vow to myself and God not to do this anymore so I could be a better vessel. Um all of a sudden the rapture comes or, <laughs> or, or, you know, that, that person, something unfortunate happened, a truck runs in the donut shop and runs that person over. <clears throat> and I, and I said to this guy on the phone, um, do you think that that person's going to, you know, go straight to hell? He goes, well, of course not. I'm like, there you go. Same thing. And what's the difference between this and that? We're all, we're all in a place where we just need God, you know? <clears throat> he just wants us to say yes. So, anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, God, look at that. Susan's offended. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's going to get donuts. <laughs> Sorry, Susan. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> oh. We were in Missouri at Christmas time, and my sister was like, you've got to go to this donut place that's here. And she brings... Or, well, Josiah, did you, didn't you go with my sister with my, to that donut place? You brought back those demon donuts? Yeah. They bring back a box of donuts. Like, I've never seen donuts like this with cereal on top and... Huh? It was incredible. It was incredible. This huge box of really unusual and wonderful donuts. And, uh, and so we all just kind of cut little pieces and had to sample them all. What? Key lime. There was key lime, key lime donuts all up in there. There, there was all kinds of amazing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this a little, it, it won't be too long, friends. Um, those who come to our house on Thursday nights, uh, we, we kind of went here, uh, the last time we met and, um, but I told you guys, I was going to talk about this at church. So if you came and you knew you're going to get a repeat, so, <laughs> uh, but I just, here is a theme that's just been on my heart lately. Back in November, I talked about, um, working into your or, or uh, not working, um, growing into your word. I don't know if you remember that, but um, this is kind of a continuation of that. And it's just, it's, I usually speak about things God's taken me through, you know, or has, but definitely right now, um, God's been, uh, Holy Spirit's been just going boom, boom, boom. Don't forget this little bombs of this same truth going off. Um, and it is about being faithful with little so we would be made Lord over much. The Bible says that. Hey, and so uh, I'm just going to read a couple things before we dive into this. There's Luke 16 here that says, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Ooh, goes the other way. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit uh, to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Um, I'm going to read one more on this theme here. Matthew, these things, when you turn them, you know, they switch. Uh, Matthew 25, it's verse 23 here. Um his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and now I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. I found that one interesting where he's like saying, you know, I'm going to make you Lord over much and enter into the joy of the Lord. Yeah. So there's a few things I want to mention here in, in regards to this. Um, First of all, I do have to do a Todd thing and, and say one, I get, I think, allowed one thing that maybe you're not supposed to say from pulpits, but um, I, I just, but I have to say, though, I got this off of, um, I got this off of Chris Valton's, uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Valton's Instagram, a quote by a guy named Harvey McKay, Harvey McKay, anyone, 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 all right. But Chris Valentin said this on his Instagram, and it simply says, to get out of your rut, get off your butt. Okay? So that kind of goes along with <laughs> the theme of, of where we're going to go with this. Because uh, here's what I feel like the Lord is, is, is having me talk about and talking to me about is, is going ahead and putting some energy into some things. You know? Um, uh, okay. But I, w I wanted to mention a few things. When we think of these scriptures, uh, Luke 16, Matthew 25, that talks about being faithful with a little Lord of a much, I know the first thing we think about is money. You know, I, most of us, well, okay, I do. Right. Anyone else? Am I? Okay. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> money or items. 
money or, or material things. But, um, but this, this reaches its fingers into everything. It really does. And I just wanted to mention a few of those things. Now, money is definitely one of those things. Money is definitely one of those things. And, and here is what I, I, I want to say. Here's what I heard Holy Spirit say, except it's not so much him, ex- except that my own ears have heard all this from myself and other people is complaining a lot about what we don't have. A lot of complaining about what we don't have, uh, myself included. And when, by the way, I've challenged, you know, I've asked the Holy Spirit, hey, convict me when I do this. And then he actually does. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, there I am complaining. It's, I mean, sometimes we have a lifetime of complaining that we, it's almost like breathing for, you know, um, but it's never going to get us anywhere. You've heard me quote Joyce Meyer five billion times in here where she says, complain and remain, but praise and be raised. Isn't that good? Um, in fact, <laughs> somebody just emailed me another Joyce Meyer thing the other day that was ministering to him um, where she she's talking about how you know, he's, she's like, some of us are like, uh, we get up in the morning and it's like you sit on the bed and it's like the devil just puts this wind-up thing in your back and you get up and you're like, what about me? What about me? Have you ever seen her do this? What about me? Beep, beep. And he was, she was saying, yeah, the Lord is like, you guys sometimes are like robots. Just what about me, robots? You know? Um, and it's never going to get you anywhere. You're going to bump into the walls. Uh, <laughs> um, but... So, so complaining about the money. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, I'm, I'm coming from a place of not being, um, yet physically wealthy. (laughs) Um, and, (laughs) but, uh, I mean, with money is what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and so, uh, so I'm coming from a real place of telling you that sometimes, you know, extra things happen, you know, medical bills or, you know, some car thing or whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, scary time, you know? But when I have turned around and complained, I, I thank God because I actually don't turn around and do that so much about money anymore. But when, but turn around and gotten scared. But when I've got turned around and gotten comp- complained about it, I just stay in this rut. And it, it seems to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, until I decided, oh, I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm going to do something with this. So, oh yeah, the Bible says something about sowing and reaping. And it's like we wake up to, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even though we've known it already, we've seen it a billion times, we've said it. You know what you sow, you reap. But then all of a sudden it becomes, oh yeah, this is a reality. This is actually a reality. In fact, God values the sowing and reaping thing so much that it's a huge portion of what the kingdom is, is sowing and reaping. Uh, he, he says it many times in the Bible, and it's just a part of the kingdom principle. It's true. Um, so I'm going to go help somebody out, you know. I'm going to stop complaining, and I'm going to be faithful with this little bit here. I'm going to help somebody out, and here's another part of being faithful with little. I'm going to pay bills. Oh, I'm going to actually maybe not go to the movies this week and take that and pay what little I can on a bill or something, you know? And, um, and does that mean, wow, at the end of that week, you're all of a sudden going to get money in the mail? No, not necessarily, but sometimes yes, but sometimes no. But what starts to happen is, whether whether you get some cool check in the mail or not, um, something inside of us starts to change. It's a supernatural thing, you guys. We start to shift, and we start having hope, and we start having less care about what we think is lack. It actually doesn't bother us as much. And you can't even pinpoint when this started. You know, like, wait, I'm feeling better about the money thing. I'm not worried anymore, even though it looks the same. You know? So you just go about God's business and yours together and all of a sudden, you know, a year goes by or, or maybe a couple of weeks go by, who knows what, and you realize, wow, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having trouble anymore. 
my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory. And he's now giving me more to give away to people. Faithful with little make you Lord over much. And for many, that turns into maybe a new business or an idea, you know, that you didn't have before. Like God's like, here now, are you ready for that idea? You're becoming mature. Thank you. Here's that idea that's going to make you money, you know. And by the way, don't despise the day of small beginnings is also in the Bible. When he gives you that idea, you're back at square one as far as starting something new. You're further along the road for sure in your life and in your maturity, but now you're starting something new. Dang it. (laughs) How am I going to, you know, how am I going to do this with only this much, you know, back in a place where we get a choice. So we're going to complain about it or just be faithful with little, you know, you're going to open a coffee shop. Hey, maybe I'll just make some coffee for some friends. That's a tiny start right there. I could do that easy. You know, now I'll make some coffee and, uh, and maybe cater a meeting here with some coffee I make, you know? Yeah. And make 10 bucks after it's all said and done, you know? But it grows and grows and grows and grows. If you're faithful with little, the Lord will make you Lord over much. It's not a lie. It's the truth. Because God doesn't lie. <clears throat> so not just money, though. Um, here's some things I wrote down and I... I really, you know, heard Holy Spirit in me about myself and and other things is um, friendships. If you're faithful with little, I'll make you Lord over much. Friendships. There's a lot of people out there that are having a rough time because they they feel like, you know, everybody abandons me or um, people don't get me or whatever, you know. Um, But what about, and and actually I'm going to, this is, I'm jumping off of something I've actually witnessed, you know, with, with people before. I'm, no one in this room, I'm not looking at anybody here. Uh, I'm looking up at the ceiling because nobody, um, but just patterns I've seen with human beings, <laughs> um, where maybe there is a friend that comes along or somebody that, that's actually there in the picture, but all of a sudden we're not, um, Stewarding that very well because we're codependent. It's got to be me. Got to be me. You guys, I've got to be the one. I need you to pay attention to me the whole time. I need you, you know, it's me or nobody, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, and jealousy creeps in and all that kind of stuff because they, they actually have other people in their life besides you. And, um, and so you start sowing um, unhealthy into that. That's not being a good steward of a friend. You know? It is a good word, friend. Uh, so. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's somebody in my life right now that's going through all this kind of stuff. It's a very, it's a person, nobody in this church, nobody, anyone here knows, okay? But it's somebody who's kind of unhealthy in this way and um and uh and but what he does is get on facebook and just blasts um i hate everybody you know and then another facebook thing i'm i'm gonna stay away from everybody you know and uh, another facebook post i'm just gonna turn i'm gonna go to the dark side because i um I, or i'm gonna turn like anakin skywalker or whatever because nobody you know, will talk to me or I don't like anybody, you know, whatever. To which I actually replied on Facebook and said, may the force be with you. But, um, uh, <laughs> but, um, I know that sounds kind of mean, but he actually emailed me and says, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Cause it makes, you know, made him realize this is ridiculous. Um, but I'm teaching this person right now. Here's what you do to get friends is, Take the ones, the relationships you got now and be healthy with them. You know, make it not just about what you get from it, but a lot about what they get from you and it too. And um, don't be possessive. Don't be clingy. Don't be this and that. And uh, and just bless that friendship in your life. And it's going to grow into more rich friendships. It really is. 
That's what God's talking about here, you guys. Really, uh, and it's I've, that's happened to me. I actually revealed to our our Thursday night group that I I actually went through a, a little period of my life where I was codependent like that because I grew up like I want a brother, I want a brother so bad that loves me only. And so when one one guy you know in in my church thought Todd was kind of cool, uh, I was like, friend, you know. <laughs> And um, <laughs> drove him crazy and drove him away. You know, it's really embarrassing, but that's way back in the past. And so I can talk about it if it helps somebody else. Uh, you know, because through the Lord helping me get this humbling message into me, it's changed things and it's it's brought about a, an abundance of rich friendships, um, ministry. Yeah, ministry. Well, I wish I was behind the pulpit. Well, I wish I, you know, I wish I had an international ministry that feeds the hunger. How come everyone else gets to do that besides me, you know? First of all, everyone else ain't doing that. Uh, it's funny how when we feel that way, it does feel that way, like everyone else is doing this thing, you know, because exaggeration comes when we're, where we're having an issue, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything seems bigger. But here's the deal. Uh, this is kind of an epidemic in the body of Christ. Um, from what I've seen since I was, since my dad was a pastor and I grew up in the church. Um, but here's the deal. We all are in the ministry right now, no matter where you're at. And we each have a different portion. We each have a, some that God saw fit. I found something in the, in the Bible here that I, I I hadn't noticed before. But when I was going over this, um, ah, uh, with the new iOS, you know, you flip to the side and the tal- the calendar comes out. You're like, go back, go back. Um, <laughs> um, Lord, help me find this where I I, I have a written some notes down here. Ah, here we go. Romans 12:3. Check this out. Uh for I say through the grace given me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt with um, to each one a measure of faith. That I I noticed something there I never noticed before. Like God dealt to each one a measure of faith accordingly. Like like jealousy is crazy because it, it it's it's painful and it you know it comes from real places. I understand, but when you think about it, um, it's interesting. God knows each one of us. We're each different. We don't want to be just like everybody else, right? So in that difference, he sees that each one of us gets dealt a measure of faith according to how we are, who we are. Interesting, huh? That is a gift to each one of us. And it's going to be different than somebody over there or somebody over there or somebody over there. It's just going to be, and that's life, baby. And we could do something about what we've been given, and that is sow it and and be a good steward of that thing. This is what God knows by by this scripture. He he he's given each one a portion, and, and it's it's like he's given us the talent. You're like, what are you going to do with this? You know, but he knows where we're going. He's amazing. He knows us deep on the inside. Um, uh, for as we have many members in one body, but all members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. There we go again. Let us use them. Well, this goes on and on. It's an awesome, uh, Romans 12. Just read that whole thing. It's really awesome, but it just struck me. Wow. Okay. Sometimes when I've had, you know, I've thought, how come I'm not as, you know, anointed about whatever, and God's position, it sounds like here, is don't worry about it. I gave you what you need, 
And I want to, I want to help you grow in that. You've got just the right amount, Toddy. You know? You've got just the right amount. And, and this is between you and me. I love how personal this is for us. Isn't that great? Thank you. Come back. How encouraging they are over there. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> woo. Um, but ministry, ministry, take the little bit we've got, take the much we've got, whatever. It's actually not, not, there's not really much that's much more than what you think is little and much in the kingdom. Because seriously, if you just have a heart pumping in your chest and you said, yes, I love you, Jesus, I want to be yours. You can walk out of this building and say three words to somebody and change their entire life, you know? Whereas somebody else that you might think, man, they got this grand ministry and they're over, you know, 500 churches out there. That person might be so busy in ministry that they forgot totally who they even are, you know? <laughs> so do the little thing. Do, do it. I hate saying the little word little in regards to this because it isn't little, actually. But, but what you think is little compared to someone else, do that thing and do it good and do it faithfully and do it with a packed heart full of love, you know, because when you do it that way, it, the love's going to go boom and it's going to turn into more. God's going to make you Lord over much. Uh, okay. Items that were given. Yes, we can go there. That's a part of our life. We have things. <laughs> I'll wrap this up pretty quick. We do. We have things. Some we need, some we don't need. Some are just fun, you know? Um, like, I don't need the TV on my wall. I don't need it. But it's, you know, it's fun and relaxing sometimes. Uh, things like that. But, um, but the things that we have, we can be a good steward of those things. Um, we really can. Take care of it. Even if it seems like one of those things I don't really need, you've got it. Take care of it. Because if you don't take care of it, you're going to be back at the complaining place. I don't mean to say you're. We are going to be back at the complaining place where we're like, wait a minute. You know, I don't have that anymore. Oh, maybe because we let it get ruined by not maintaining it. You know, um, like a car is such a great example. You know, I have the worst car ever. It's horrible. It stinks. Well clean it. <laughs> Spray some air freshener. Put deodorant on when you get in your car. <laughs> but not only clean it, but go ahead and get those oil changes, you know? Well, I don't have the money. Then learn how to do it yourself until you do have the money, you know? And, uh, there's you it can be maintained it just can be because if we're lazy we just won't do it by the way laziness is not fun i'm going to just pop off a few scriptures here about that it's a big deal to god and i have been guilty of this so i'm not like you guys need to learn about not being lazy cuz i'm just i'm just kind of sharing with my friends hey i don't want to be this anymore <laughs> okay um because laziness will take us from maintaining things. It, it, it will. But there's, there's some interesting stuff in here about, not my iPad, but the Bible, um, about, about slothfulness. Romans 6, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish. But imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherit the promises. No sluggishness. Um, by the way, sluggishness and true rest are two totally different things. So don't ever be like, well, Todd told us we can't rest or settle down. Or No, 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 no. No, God's, God here is just saying, get up and do something with what you've got. You know, but rest in me. Don't be in strife either. Be anxious for nothing. Um, Proverbs 13, the soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing. Ooh. 
but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. Man. You don't have to listen to these. I'm just reading them to myself. Proverbs 26, uh, verse 13. The lazy man says, there's a lion in the road. A fierce lion is in the streets waiting for me. As a door turns uh, on its hinges, so does the lazy man on his bed. The lazy man buries his hand in the bowl. Uh, it wearies him back uh, to bring it back to his mouth. In other words, he, he was not even feeding himself, you know? The lazy man is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who can answer sensibly. <laughs> there's a lot more about that, but I'll, I'll just not. There's, if you want to check these out, there's Proverbs 20, verse 3 and 4. Um, well, I'm going to read that one because th- th- there's something cool here about that. The contrast between rest and Laziness, Proverbs 20, verse 3, it is honorable for a man to stop striving. And then the next verse, it says, the lazy man will not plow because of winter. He will beg during harvest and have nothing. So there we've got two scriptures back to back saying, don't strive, but don't just just get up and, and maintain your crops, but don't be in strife, you know? Um, there's also Hebrews 6, verse 11 and 12. There's 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, 16, 17 um, on that subject as well. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, items that were given. Maintain it. God's going to make you Lord over much, you know. If you If you have a computer and you just let it get trashed up with stuff, you know, and um, and don't maintain it. If you if you go to all kinds of websites that aren't good for you, that download stuff onto your computer and blow up your computer, um, you won't have a computer anymore. But if you use that computer for good, you know, and you, uh, it doesn't mean you have to write scriptures all over it. But I mean, just use it for life. You know, um, God eventually is going to say here. You know, here, here's a better one. Here's a replacement or here is, you know, some more equipment because now you're learning how to use technology and I'm, and we're going to use it together. You know what I mean? Um, and then, and, and so, yeah, and, and a calling on our life, which is also, you know, goes into the ministry. I wanted to mention that too. Just take the calling on your life and maintain it with the Holy Spirit um, be a good steward of that thing, you know, not in striving again, but just do something with it, even if it seems this big to us, you know, the calling on your life. I don't know what the calling of my life is. I've been waiting to find out. Well, I could tell you right now, the main one for all of us. <laughs> you want to know what that is? Whoa, tonight I'm finally going to hear my calling. It is to be with the Lord, to be his, to be at his feet and look at him and receive the rest. That is the main calling that we are with him, that we inquire of the Lord and be at his feet. That's our main calling because from that, everything else can flow. If you're a doctor, you know, that's going to make you the best doctor ever. You know, all this time with the Lord, that's going to make us the best ever. Um, we just we just need to have some energy and zeal. If if you if you're in a, if you're living in a body right now that just doesn't have much energy, you know, and you're like, man, I I just don't have it to to get up and do something with with what I've got. Hey, just start praying then. You know what I mean? I mean, we got something positive. We got something. Start praying. Let's just bring it to God and go, hey, here's how I'm feeling. But you're the one I'm going to talk to about it, and I'm going to put my trust in you. There's some sowing right there. I'm going to put my trust in you. And there it is. Even though ye of little faith. Oh, little faith? Okay, I'm going to put that faith in you. See? I'm going to make you Lord ever much. Here's more faith for you. You know what I'm saying? This thing, you really can't, we can't escape this. It's just the truth. It's just the way it is. And uh, we just got to be done with, you know, that, you know, how we all 
Am I the only one who's gone to the refrigerator and opened it over and over again thinking something new is going to... Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's so strange. But uh, so many of us have done that. But that's kind of like what it's like when we're, we're like, we don't, we don't do something fruitful with the little we've got and we just expect something different to happen. You know? I'll go so far as to say the, uh, uh, and I ain't pointing fingers at anybody or myself, but they say that the, the, uh, the definition of insanity is to do the same thing over and over and over again and expect different results. You know, so I look at some things, you know, where I'm, where I've just griped and complained about the the little that I think I have in this way or that way. And, um, God, nothing's happening. Nothing's changing. And I hear that description of insanity and I think, Ugh. <laughs> okay, that right there kicks me out of this. I'm going to, I don't want to be insane. I'm going to take that to you, God, you know? So is this making sense? Yeah. Here's what I hear, you know, when I, when I was praying about this, preparing this, there's no condemnation here whatsoever for any of us. But here's what I was hearing. God saying, Hey, Todd, let them know. I've given a whole bunch of them a bunch of stuff. In fact, everybody that, um, that I've entrusted them with and I'm excited for them to get a hold of this and see that thing I've given them and do something with me in that thing. Remind them. So it's not about, <clears throat> It's not about condemnation. <laughs> I'm not, I swear I'm not in puberty. I don't know why that happens once in a while. Um, it's not about condemnation at all. It isn't about like, can you believe you haven't been, you've been complaining about what you got and you're not doing any. No, it's, it's about God saying, Hey, let's wake up and remind, remind them, you know, that each one has got a portion, including you, little toddy. And let's see what you do with it together, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Oh, it's 8.40. Okay. Um, parents, it's time to retrieve your children. It was time to retrieve your children. I'm just going to be... You know what? I was, I was going to, at the beginning of this, give you a report on my wife. I totally forgot to do that. Don't tell her that, please. Um, but just a real quickie... Just a real quickie, um, that team is having an amazing time. They're, they're doing some really neat stuff. I'll read to you real quick uh, a thing that Karina said to me just today. She goes, a few days at Esther's house were, God, uh, were so God. The girls are, get, are precious and received everything so well. Sweetie Pies is our last day preaching at a church this morning. Um, there's so many heart connections. A few days ago, she had told me how they were they were speaking at a father's love conference and Karina was speaking somewhere and all these women came who never have gone up to an altar before because she's a female because it's usually guys bringing the word and they found out oh a woman's speaking and they went and all these women got set free some of them felt the fire of the lord yeah i, I mean she tells me a thing after thing after thing. And I was like, wow. And I, I, Paul over there happened to be at my house when I was receiving these texts about all these amazing things she's doing. And he's like, well, you got to tell her something good too. And I went, I said, okay, uh, Paul, Paul's here. We're about to go, um, in a shark cage and 50 feet under the water. Um, and after that, we're going to go get tattoos and then we're going to go parachuting at midnight. And then we're going to drive a monster truck over to the forest, kill a bear, strip it and wear it. But she didn't believe me. <laughs> um, so God bless their travel back. Thank you, God, for safety for them. Thank you, God. <laughs> anyway, we're supposed to end at 8.30. I just want to pray over you um, right now. I thought it was going to go quick. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, you know, Holy Spirit, you are truly awesome. You are truly awesome. And as dullness leaves us, we actually realize that more and more. Wow, what you've done. We remember. Thank you so much for being in this house.
in this tent here, this tent of meeting. And thank you, God, that you're ministering to our hearts right now about being mature. Yeah. About growing up in some stuff. Thank you, God, for that. Thank you, God, that we have the opportunity to mature into some things. And God, that you're teaching us, hey, here's what I gave you. Do something with it with me. God, I'm asking that you would quicken to all of our minds maybe what that one or two or three or four things is that you'd like to work with us on and grow so we could be Lord over much. Some of them have to do with the deep passion of our life. And we've been stuck. I'm God, I'm asking God for you to reveal to us what we can do to take a teeny bit of seed and sow it somewhere and do something with it, God. Uh, whether it is in the world or in the church or in business or an item or whatever it is, God. Just saying hello to a neighbor. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the growth, God. Thank you for coming with us. Thank you for giving us wings to fly. Thank you, God, that they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not get weary. Walk and not faint. It's the truth. It's not a fairy tale. It's what you said. And we thank you, God, that that's true. We want to do this with you. So thank you for the widow's might. Thank you for the little bit we've got. Thank you for what the portion we have, God. It, here you go. <laughs> here you go. It's only because of you anyway. So here we go. And thank you, Father, for touching and filling the desires of our heart, the burning desires in us, God. We love you so much. Amen. Is there a ministry team for tonight? Okay. Here's Pastor Brent. Blessings.